Welcome to Kingdom Leadership. In Matthew 20 and 25, Jesus called his disciples together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentile lord over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not that way among you, but whosoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. God has called us to lead in a way that serves others and advances the kingdom of God. Please join our hosts as they discuss scriptures, principles, and strategies for leading in a way that brings glory to God and blesses you and those you serve. You may also visit us online at IamAKingdomLeader.com to submit your questions or access past episodes. Let's go. I want to welcome the life-changing nation to Bible study, Wednesday night Bible study. We are so blessed tonight, as always, to have uh, the, the, the panel of the Leadership Training Institute with us tonight, always informative, always spirit-filled. I always walk away from this panel with more than I came to it with. And I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, broadcast because it's talking about listening listening to God and listening to self and listening to others. And I'm looking forward to that because that is quite truly a skill that I think we all need to get better at so we can go further in life, listening. And so without further ado, I, I give you the, the moderator of tonight's broadcast, our own Karen Abram. Karen? Thank you so much, Pastor. And good evening, Life Changing Nation. Um, as Pastor said, we have an exciting topic for you tonight around listening, and I'm just going to dig right into this because I think there's going to be some good conversation in store for us tonight on this topic. Um, I'm going to start off by quoting James 119 of the New Living Translation Bible, which says, understand this, my brothers, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And while that may sound somewhat simple in principle, it can be difficult to do because as you know, communication in general tends to be one of the biggest challenges that we have as people in relating to one another. There's miscommunication, lack of, or even no communication sometime. And listening is part of that whole communication process. And as pastor said, it is a very important life skill. Skillsyouneed.com breaks listening down as follows. It says that listening is the ability to accurately receive and interpret messages in the communication process. Listening is key to all effective communication. Without the ability to listen effectively, messages are easily misunderstood. As a result, communication breaks down and the sender of the message can easily become frustrated or irritated. And if there is one communication skill you should aim to master, then listening is it. Mm. Research has also shown that adults actually spend an average of 70% of their time engaged in some sort of communication. And of this, research also shows that an average of 45% is spent listening compared to 30% speaking, 16% reading, and 9% writing. That's a lot of time listening. So the question is really whether or not we are being effective mm. with our listening. Now, one other introductory note to mention is that hearing and listening are two different things. Hearing refers to sounds that enter your ears. 
And provided you have no hearing problem, it's a physical process that just happens automatically. You don't have to do anything to hear. And I'm sure all of us have experienced that one time or another, someone hearing you, but not really listening. (laughs) So listening requires discipline, effort, and intentionality. And I think we all strive to become better listeners. And through tonight's discussion, we are hoping that everyone can leave our discussion with at least one takeaway for you to become a better listener. So with all that said, my esteemed panel members, tonight we are discussing, as Pastor noted, three areas of listening, listening to self, listening to others, and listening to God. And as always, we want this to be a very engaging um, discussion, and we want to hear from all of you, our viewers as well, not just from our panel, um, by participating via the comment section on Facebook. So let's go ahead and dig into this topic and start asking some questions. Um, we're going to start off with listening to self. Jeremy, and the question, the question I have to pose started. here to the panel is, what do you think about listening to self? Is it important? Should we listen to ourselves? And if we should, how do you listen to yourself in a godly way? Um, I'll toss it out to the panel and see if you or any of you are wanting to step up to that question, first of all. Well, I just like y'all sweaters. I'll, I want to say that. <laughs> you like the sweaters? I like y'all sweaters. <laughs> y'all, y'all looking sharp. <clears throat> You're looking like festive. And uh, I just wanted to get that out there and, and, and get that passed. So You're looking festive too, Pastor. Huh? Let's move on. Don't bother about my friends. <laughs> you need to so see it all. Exactly. You got to see it all, Pastor. <laughs> all right, look, here we go. Okay, let's get it out the way. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Give me a little something on that in the comments. Give me a little something on that in the comments. Y'all know about the OJs. Elder said, I need to, go. I need to do this. So I'm done now. That's it. Now, what was your, I'm sorry, Karen, what was your question? We're talking I wasn't about listening. listening to self, you know, how important is it? Should we be listening to self, you know, and how do we listen in a godly manner to ourselves, mm. if anything? So, you know, Karen, I'll, I'll chime in first, if you don't mind. Um, I believe that listening to self is extremely important. I mean, let's face it. We spend almost every waking moment with ourselves, right? Mm. Who knows us better than we know ourselves better than anyone except God. And I think when we begin to listen to self and the reason that it's important is because whatever I say that I can do or I can't do, either way, I'm right about that, you know? I I saw this statement where if I say that I'm never going to win this battle, no matter how hard I try versus saying I am getting closer and closer every day to Mm. winning this battle. Mm. How do I change that in my mind? Because either way that I say it, I'm right. Mm. So listening to ourselves is very important. However, we have to make sure that what we are telling ourselves is from God and not the chatter of the world. Elder, how do I reconcile that kind of speak as being more than just a mental gymnastic, but something that's actually real and, and, and powerful and usable versus, you know, sometimes the idea of, of having a glass half full personality it, it's almost as if you're you're not being realistic in your thinking or you haven't fully grasped the gravity of a situation. 
how do I have that kind of talk? Like you just talked about every day I'm getting closer and closer and closer. Haven't gotten there yet. How is that more than just, again, just a mental gymnastic versus something that's real? I think it's about perspective. Life is about perspective because I see things each and every day, but I have a choice. Do I see them through the filter of God? Mm. So my perspective, my choice of how I perceive things is dependent upon me. Um, I've heard it said that when you change the way that you look at things, then the things that you look at will change. So if I look at them through a godly filter, then those things that I look at begin to change. Say that again. If you change the, say that again. When you change the way that you look at things, then the things that you look at begin mm. to change. That's good. Doc. Good. That's good. Yeah, I was thinking when you were saying that too, just about when I was reading through scripture on just listening to self and you know, there are a lot of watchouts on listening to self too, because we can deceive ourselves. We can yes, deceive right. ourselves as well. And so I think elder, to your point, it seemed like mainly we should listen to ourselves so that we can, like you're saying, speak to ourselves. You have to kind of hear what mm -hmm. you're saying so that then you can speak back to what you hear and tell it what God said, you know? And so I was looking at Psalm 42, which I think is a great example. And it starts out, the writer says, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? And so it's like they're feeling this sadness, this downcast, this, you know, turmoil or frustration. And then after that, he says, hoping God, still talking to himself, he says, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So it's like you listen to yourself, I feel like more so that you can then speak to yourself, but you have to know what's in your mind, what you're thinking, because to your point, it, it governs so much of your emotions, what you do, what you don't do, but a lot of it is listening. So then you can say, okay, that's crazy. You're like, <laughs> you have a thought that goes through your mind and you're like, okay, that's like, let that go. That's ridiculous. Like say something else to yourself other than mm, that. So I feel like say I listen something else. so that I can speak then what I know is true. Um, and my mind and my my whole body can grasp hold of what the truth is uh, because we can trick ourselves. Mm. <laughs> you know, we can't yes. rely on self. We have to listen to self, but we can't rely on self, I guess is the way I think about it. Doctor, that reminds me of Proverbs 21, 2, that says every man's way is right in his own eyes. Mm -hmm. And then it says, but the Lord weighs the heart. We have to be so careful because self will tell self, but self wants to hear. That's right. I don't know about mm -hmm. yourself, but myself does that. Right. You know, and I thank and God for people yeah. around me who'll check me, like the people that's on this panel. <laughs> um, because you know, it is a watch out. I was going to say, Pastor, and as Christians, you know, we have an obligation to do self assessment of ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. all the time, especially as we're studying God's word. Um, and, you know, do that self assessment is an increasingly important part of our faith especially if we want to continue to grow and mature, you know, second Corinthians 13, five says, examine yourselves mm. to see whether you are in the faith and test yourselves. Um, so it is our obligation, you know, to continue to listen to the word and not just listen to it, but also take heed to it and act upon it. 
Hey, Karen. Um, with that, I like 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Um, you know, we are destroying all arguments and all arrogance raised against the knowledge of God. We are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So that's where we begin to put that, that filter of God up. You know, um, I've heard it said, one of my pastors when I was in Houston, he said, in God we trust, everyone else we check out thoroughly. So everything that's coming in, we're checking it out against that God filter. Mm. That's good. Yeah, we, another comment around that is that we must talk to ourselves instead of allowing ourselves to talk to us, <laughs> right? <laughs> we have to talk to ourselves with God's word all yeah. the time. Amen. That's right? good. Life, life is hard and life is hard work, you know, mm. and we have to put mm -hmm. the work into it in order to listen to what's right. That's right. That's right. So let's uh, see. Do we have any comments from any of our um, any of our listeners <laughs> around around this comment? Ooh, I see. I see. Uh, Brother Edward said, first, you have to decide if you want to listen to self, God, or other at all." You know, there's a little bit of this choice. <laughs> yeah, oh, choice yes. on. Um, do you want to do that? Like you were saying, Karen, the self-examination or the introspection, you know, being willing to just um, challenge yourself, um, challenge your own thoughts with God's word. I think that's a, yeah, mm -hmm. that's a great point. Um, and then Sister Elaine said, listening to myself makes me more conscious of the way that I say things to others. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. I'm sure that's true. The way we speak to ourselves, like when you're really critical of yourself, <laughs> you're probably pretty critical of others. You know, like it's like the way how compassionate you are with yourself is probably mm. how compassionate we are to others. So it kind of, yeah, I like that too. It's kind of sets up. Wow. Mm -hmm. It can be kind of raw how you talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah. About we can beat ourselves even. up sometimes too, right? Oh, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And how you talk to yourself about others can be very unfiltered. Exactly. Uh, and in your mind, yeah. Come on, somebody. And very <laughs> revealing if you go and take a look. Yes. You know, facing, facing self, the reality of self, the, that man or woman in the mirror, that's probably the hardest thing that we ever mm -hmm. have to do because that person, you can't lie to that person. You can't sugarcoat or pull the wool over their eyes. They know. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. Well, let's let's go on to our next question and uh, start talking about listening to others. You know, how is specifically listening to others? How can that be a ministry? Um, how can that be a ministry by listening to others? Anyone have any thoughts to share there? I guess I'll the, the ugly sweater will chime in. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey. You know, and, and thinking about listening as a ministry, um, ministry in its simplest form is just attending to the needs of others, right? And, and as Philippians 2 and 3 says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility, consider one another as more important than yourselves. Mm. So when we are, when we're listening to someone, we're demonstrating that that person matters, that that person mm. is important by stopping, taking the time to listen, to hear them, 
Um, so, I mean, I think listening uh, from, a, from a ministry standpoint demonstrates empathy. It lets a person know that they matter. Um, it, it demonstrates an element of love because I care about you. I will listen to you. I will take time to hear you. And I think ministry also uh, provides a level of, of empathy. It could sometimes be therapeutic. I was thinking as you were talking, Elder, about a, a verse I looked up before, you know, going online tonight or on the broadcast. Proverbs 18.2 says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding. And, and, and then it says, but only in expressing his opinion. Uh, it's mm. kind of like selective listening and argumentation. Uh, not, not really listening to understand at all. That's not even the goal. And something you taught me, you, if you aren't careful, you're listening to see where you can come in with something, where you can jump in with something to bolster your position, bolster your, so that you can win. Yeah, so that you can win the, the moment when in fact the Bible says that's foolish behavior uh, because it takes no pleasure in understanding. And in order to understand, I got to listen. Listening precedes understanding. There can be no understanding without listening. And the Bible says fool takes no pleasure, but only in expressing his own, only listening to his own voice, basically. And, and uh, you can imagine how many wars have erupted and started because someone didn't listen to someone. And it did boil down to someone didn't listen to someone. I mean, bullets don't come out the gun by themselves. So it, it, listening is life. Uh, and not listening can cause the death of relationships. And ultimately, if you have political influence, death of people. Yeah, when you were saying that, Pastor, listening could, could create wars. I was thinking, yeah, it could be wars among nations, wars mm -hmm. among people, <laughs> wars, uh, wars among groups, you know, yes, like I'm, yes. I'm a part of this team or that team. Um, you know, when you don't feel listened to, it starts to create just kind of personas around groups and groups don't get along either. Um, yeah, and, you know, I feel like only in listening to your point can you see what the need is. Like if you're from a ministry standpoint, if I'm trying to help attend to needs or um, I, it's hard to even know the need unless you're really listening. Yep. And I think okay. for an example, right. like I was thinking, you know, when I've been in really difficult times, I think what I remember most, like some people I remember maybe a phrase they said or a word, but more so than that, I just remember people being present, mm. like, like literally listening, like just being there. I don't even remember like, I don't even remember necessarily words they said or um, you know, like a few people I do, but a lot of people, but I remember them. I remember them mm. being there. I remember them sitting with me. I remember them listening to me, like being that attentive care. Mm -hmm. So mm. I think listening is ministry because it's just to your point, it shows someone they're heard and it really, it doesn't always require a response. Right. That's just right. it's like the yes. ministry of presence of just being there um, <laughs> like that <laughs> just, just be there and be attentive yeah. you it, know we kind of, we kind of talked it. about that the other day you know that good listening really you know listening to somebody can help them just resolve you know 
their own problems or their, give them the answers that they need without you even having to say something. You know, they may just want someone to just be there for them, to just, you know, nod their head and reassure them that everything's okay. And sometimes you also find that people can release their emotions and that's mm-hmm. all they need to help solve their problem. Um, and I look at good listening can also be just unmerited favor or grace that God gives us sometimes. You know, it's his way of using us mm-hmm. in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Karen, what you just described is my wife. Mm-hmm. There are, I, I want to, you know, put on the cape and bring the solution. That's not what she wants 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time, what she would love me to do is to say nothing, which is rather difficult, <laughs> uh, and lean into what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Turn off everything, turn off everything. Sometimes she'll come stand in front of the TV, right when Star Trek is getting good. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, because, and, and, and then I want to go, cool. so here's the answer. You need to go one, two, three, eight, five, ten, 10, and 15, and then you'll be there. But that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. I just need you to hear what happened to me today, what's going on in my life right now. Can you do that? And it is so hard to do that. I love her and I want to salute you. Know what, Pastor? I, there's a quote that makes me think about the statement you just made. And the quote says, um, the words listen and silent are spelled with the same letters. Hmm. Think about that. The word listen hmm. and silent Wow. Are spelled with the That's same powerful. letters. <laughs> you can pass the plate now, bro. And here's, a, here's another quote that I, I found as it pertains to listening as a ministry. And it says, taking the time to listen, to truly listen to someone can communicate our love and respect mm. even more than our spoken words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that when you all were just talking about, you know, not speaking so much, I was thinking about, I took a coaching class earlier this year. Like I try to take one every year because it's just like, I just love it, but it's always something you can learn. And one of the things this class challenged us to do um, was to only ask three word questions when people were talking. And so it was questions like, and what else? And then what? You know, it was like, like just really short things that just help people go deeper and deeper in their own thoughts, as opposed to trying to add your thoughts to the conversation. Mm, It's just trying to help people think more deeply about their own things. So like when you really want to listen to someone, if you keep your input super tight, it actually helps them think more deeply as opposed to them having to try to not interpret what you're saying or not. But it was like, so we would do, you know, it was just, it was totally around just really short, um, helpful questions for people that just help them go deeper. And so you can listen by just asking a little bit more, but not adding your own perspective, basically. That actually ties well, tell in. Tell us more you. about that, Dr. Green. Tell me more. <laughs> right, you knew. There's another one. Tell me more. Tell okay. me more. And, and that, those are what we're calling um, perceptive open-ended questions. And we're going to share with you all um, later in this discussion, you know, some different things that we've learned and that we're tying together to help become a better 
um, a better or a good listener. Mm -hmm. And those open-ended questions, at, and you want them to be questions that don't give you the yes or no answers, but they, as I uh, shared with uh, Elder Charles and Dr. Green the other day, they gently peel back the onion skin and probe below the surface. Um, and then as you do that, you carefully watch for the nonverbal communications, but don't try to interrogate, interrogate or pry into details that they don't want to share. Mm. But you eventually are able to draw them out and then you know, get those fresh perspectives through your careful and genuine thoughtful questions that you're asking them. So mm -hmm. listening to others is a very wow. important skill. Yeah, because there's a scripture you shared with us on that, Karen, right, around I'm gonna to try to find it, but thought basically thoughtful questions help people go deeper. I'm saying that I'm gonna find the actual scripture because that's not that's not the actual scripture, but it basically what okay. I'm trying to see it in my notes here if I have if I have yeah. it down there. I'm gonna find it though. But yeah, this okay. idea that just the more you the thoughtful questions help someone else go deeper and gets you to draw out understanding from people. So I'll find it before we Oh, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was actually Proverbs 25, chapter 20, verse five, where it says, though good advice lies deep within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. Okay. Which one? Proverbs, which? Proverbs chapter 20, verse five. Yeah. 20. That makes though me think that. good advice lies deep within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. Yeah. That makes me think that most of our answers God has already put in us. Oh, oh Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And perhaps the best listener does what Proverbs 20 verse 5. So what else? And then what? Tell me more. Mm -hmm. Deeper and deeper and deeper. And then they'll find what God put in there in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's already there. Yeah. And um, Dr. Green, some, some coaches call that scuba diving in questions, going three levels deep in the questioning. Mm -hmm. I like that. So let's go back to our, our, our viewers here and see what they say. Um, Diane Basie says, listening to others is so much easier when you agree with them. If you disagree, <laughs> listening can be frustrating. And there's a lot of agreements online to this end, right? Right? <laughs> Ouch! You're so right, Diane! <laughs> Yeah. And that's so true, you mm. know? Yeah. That's, that's so true. Um, Lisa Graham says women just want to be heard, to just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. um, Sandra Reeves says, what you're describing <laughs> is exactly what people pay a good therapist to do. Amen. Ask those open perceptive questions, right? As they yes. guide you in yes. helping you solve your own problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they get paid a lot of money to do that too, a don't they? A lot of money to do oh, Proverbs 20 verse five. Come on, somebody. Just talking. <laughs> and it's right there in the Bible. It's right there in the Bible. So how long have you felt this way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now on your way out, give me 500 bucks. You know? <laughs> oh. Don't tell me scripture don't pay. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. And lastly, Bernadette Nichols says, children are to be seen and not heard. Remember all, all everybody remembers that childhood phrase, but it can follow you into adulthood too. Like mm. to the point where you begin to think what you have to say really doesn't mm. matter. 
Wow, that's important. Yeah, that yeah, it is. There's kind of like there's a time for everything. There's a time to listen. I'm sure there's a time to speak. Um, so that's a that's yes, a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we've touched on the topic of listening to ourselves and listening to others, but let's get to the heart of listening to God. Well, no. And what are some things that you may do to listen to God and most importantly, how do you know when you hear from God? Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about, we talked about that a lot in our pre-discussion. Yeah. You know, so how can, how do we know? What are, what are some things that you do, first of all, to listen to God? Listen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Not just hear, right? Not just hear, yeah. but Listen. Listen. Be quiet, be open. Don't bring your conclusion hoping you hear it. Mm. But actually bring your obedience, getting, being ready to do it. You have to just let yourself go and uh, realize who you're in front of. And be quiet and listen to what he has to say. And wait, you have to wait for him to talk. Can't rush God. Hmm. You have to wait. Let's say he didn't talk to you on, on Monday. I don't mean go do it Tuesday. Wait. Remember in the, in the Bible, there was a scenario, and we've talked about this before in another capacity. David and his boys had just come back from a victorious battle, and when they got back to the house, all their wives and children and stuff were gone just gone while they were out fighting somebody who came in and was stealing. And David sackcloth and ashes, he prayed and waited to hear from God to get permission to go get his children, to go get his family. What do you mean? No, he waited. And finally he heard from God and God said, not only shall you go after him, but you're going to recover everything. But he waited and his boys didn't want him to wait. His boys were like, mount up. <laughs> Let's go get Angelia and them. Uh, he said, no, I'm going to wait. And we got to wait. It takes a quiet spirit, an obedient spirit, and a quieted mind, which means sometimes you have to get away from all the noise mm -hmm. so you can hear God. It's not that his voice, it's not that God can't talk loud. I'm convinced he has a still quiet voice, so you have to listen to hear him. And then when he speaks, you have instruction and direction mm -hmm. and confidence like nothing else. Dr. Green, Elder, anything to add there? Yeah, to that, to that question and thinking about that, um, there were three things that I kind of jotted down. Um, and the first one for me was to recognize and admit that God still speaks. You know, that's, that's the first thing, to just know that God still speaks. Uh, and the second one was to ask God a question and to search his word for answers, for truth. Mm -hmm. And that one I got from Elder Stan in some of our men's ministry Bible studies in, in talking about how he will ask God a question and then he'll just open the Bible and God will reveal mm -hmm. what he wants him to know. Uh, so I've taken that to use that as a tool for myself. And then the last one, this is what pastor said, is just quiet my mind, quiet my mind. And 
Psalm 62, 5 says, My soul, wait in silence for mm. God only. For my hope is, for, is from him. Mm. For my hope is from him. So those are the three strategies for me in, in hearing from God and listening to God. I, I agree with the, especially the silence, um, which can be hard to, it can be hard to get to, but I, you know, but the, the silence and the silence that's even beyond the distractions in your mind, like it's a, it's almost a peaceful silence, <laughs> which sometimes takes a while to get to. I remember reading in the, um, in the book, I might share this before, Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. She talked about, and when she gets to really writing, it takes her two hours almost mm -hmm. to get past the distractions in mm -hmm. her mind so that she can actually start to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And like, that's why I really, I hear the best in the morning because I don't have so many other distractions going on. Um, like sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'll do this. And then I'll spend time with God around 10 or, but I just feel like I hear, mm -hmm. I don't hear as well because by then I've answered four emails. I've done this. Mm -hmm. I've done that. Mm -hmm. And all those things are in my mind. And it takes so much longer to get to like a peaceful silence. Like yes. I may not be talking, but my mind is, is talking yes. plenty. Yes. So it takes a while to get to that peaceful silence. And I was reading this um, article mm -hmm. and it was about a gentleman called Austin Chapman. And he was deaf most of his life. And then as he became an adult, you know, it was like a hearing aid he had and it enabled him to hear music and other things. And he was talking about what a great experience that was. But one of the quotes was so interesting. He said, ironically enough, I'm turning my hearing aids off more often than before mm. because <laughs> silence is still my favorite sound. <laughs> when I turn my aids off, my thoughts become more clear. It's absolutely peaceful. And I hope that one day hearing people get the mm. opportunity to experience utter silence. Wow. That's wow. amazing. But Man, like, that's powerful. That's powerful. it is in that silence that I hear God. I mean, sometimes he speaks when I'm out and about doing things yeah. as well, yeah. but it's in the silence that I hear him yeah. the clearest. Um, and I think too, Elder Charles, like you were saying, I was mm. just looking at scriptures that say God speaks and we do hear. Like he says, I was looking at, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice right? and I know them and they follow me. Or John 8, 47, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. So if we're of God, we hear his voice. Agreed. There may be something in the way, <laughs> distractions, right. sin, right. it could be anything. But we, I think your point, Elder Charles, that we hear his voice is a good reminder. So if we're not, what can we, how can we get more silent, more peaceful so that we can hear it more clearly? You know, doctor, I can, I can attest to what you just talked about and agree with it. My studying is best after midnight. Mm. Wow. Uh, the idea of opening up, you know, the different tools when the sun is out and the phone is going off and other things going off in my mind it's just so distracting, but when everybody's asleep and it's quiet, and I can hear him better, and it's and it's it's good, you know, it's it's good, it's it's good. Uh, my daddy used to 
He was a pastor before he passed. And he used to study late night too, after because all us kids were making noise all, all day long. But he would uh he would study. It's just something about that sweet quietness when you can hear him. Yeah. And I, I agree with you know, all of I you. I was gonna say I agree with all of you. And and just to add to that, I would say that, you know, it's all in that relationship too, right? That you mm. have to want to hear from God. It's gotta be a necessity mm. in order for you to want to hear from him. Psalms 40. Uh, chapter 40, verse 8 says, I take joy in doing your will, my God, your, for your instructions joy. are written on my heart. Mm. You know, And a lot of times we talk to God, but we don't hear him because unless you have that tight relationship with him, it's like a conversation, right? Like I have a relationship with my husband, Rick. So when we talk, we have a conversation, mm. you know, the same way I have a relationship with God, it should be kind of that same equal conversation and mm. not just me you know, thanking him and praising him and, and asking him for something. But when mm. we ask him, especially, mm. you know, as we all talked about when we're praying to him as well, do we pause? Come and on do, now. We, do we ask him and say, God, is there anything you want wow. to say to me? What a question. And then pause and wait mm. and listen in silence, as you all said, That's quietness. Good. Even ask him, God, is there anything I need to know that I'm not thinking about? Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, just, you know, again, having that conversation, God's there. He, he already yeah, knows what yeah. we're doing, you know, and, and what we're thinking. So just say it and talk to him about it. You mean I can ask God and then what? And then what? <laughs> and what else? Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. God, tell and you, me you more. know, he will. Yes. Oh, that's powerful prayer, right? That you describe us as Karen. That's powerful <laughs> prayer. God, is there anything you'd like to tell me? What? And wait. He says, ask for anything, right? Mm -hmm. That's good, Doc. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. I think, Karen, to your point, though, just the intention of, you know, when you are praying, that you expect to hear and you, you expect to listen, even when you're reading. Like, sometimes... I know I can get in the habit of maybe you're reading a scripture in the Bible, but it's like you're reading it to learn it. You're not reading it to say, mm. okay, God, speak to me good. through this scripture. Oh, so like, good. Yes. Say That's something good. to me in this. Mm. And what I've noticed when I do that, something will jump out. Mm. Right. So mm. like I was reading, I remember doing this before with the, the love scripture, first Corinthians 13, love mm. is patient, mm. kind. And a couple times, like replacing either love with God to understand, mm. do you really see God as love or not? Or replacing love with your name, you know? Mm. And so just as we we're preparing for this, I did that again. And I was doing it. And what jumped out to me, it says, you know, Arlene is patient. Arlene is kind. Arlene is not jealous. And then I got to Arlene is not provoked and does not keep an account of wrong suffered. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Praise the Lord. <laughs> right. I mean, God will, God will, you know, it's not just reading it to understand that God is love. Mm, really you want to understand it. Too, right? But yeah, you want to yeah. say, God, speak to me in this. Show me what speak you want me. me to see. Like, and I think it you read it differently because hmm. then you're looking for him to speak. You're expecting him to hear and you get different things from it, you know. Hmm. So hmm. that's good. That's good. You know, with that in um asking the Holy Spirit to be our helper, our teacher, our guide, you know, ask the Spirit to open our ears and empower us to perceive 
God's word for us, which goes to Isaiah 50 and 4. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. He awakens my ear mm. to listen as a disciple. So as God is speaking to me, I am in tune. I am locked in relationship to be able to hear what he has for me because the Holy Spirit has awakened my ear, has opened to be that funnel to help me hear God's word. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 2, 2 says, making your ear attentive mm. to wisdom and inclining your ear, your heart to understanding, making your ear attentive to wisdom mm. and inclining your heart to understanding. I hear a choice all through that. Mm-hmm. I got to want to do it. Like you said earlier, I got to want to hear from God and expect to hear from him. Mm-hmm. And if I knew I was going to hear from God, I would listen for him, expecting to hear from him. Have me a little pad and, and pen like I got now for, for LTI. Come on, somebody. And, and expect to hear him. And, oh, okay, got it, God. I got it. I'm going to write that down. Because there's no doubt he's speaking. The only question is, are we listening? That is it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we talked from the very beginning, are you listening or are you hearing? Uh. <laughs> right. You, you know, Pastor, I had something that I wanted to ask uh, the Life Changing Nation to do, and you just kind of alluded to it, is in, in hearing from God is to get a journal. And to keep track of my prayers, my dreams, and my desires. So when I ask God, or when I write those and make those petitions known to God, write down the answers when God provides, when God meets that. And then when I go back over time and look back through that journal, I will see how and when God spoke to me. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Life Changing Nation, we want to encourage you if you do not have a prayer journal, a spiritual journal, to get you a journal of your conversations, of, of your prayers, your dreams, your desires with God, mm. and track when God provides those things for you. Wow, that's really good encouragement, Elder. I love really that. good. Mm-hmm. Journal God's movement in my own life. Mm-hmm. See how present he's so very present. See how so very present he really is. In every little, come on, doctor. In, in every little thing, he's all up in it. But sometimes I do miss it because I'm hearing the negative and not journaling God. Here, I think the question you asked, I know I, we talked about this as a small group because I, you know, just the, the question around, so how do you know when you're hearing God's voice and it's not your own thought or, you know, just it, it's not God. Like, how do you know when what you hear or the impression you get on the inside is, yeah. is God? I'm curious yeah. on you all. I have a couple of thoughts. So I'm curious on you all's answers on that. How do you, and I think people maybe you really question this maybe when you're making some bigger decisions, you mm-hmm. know, you're trying to decide, should I take this job or do this or, you know, and so you're trying to really discern, okay, God, you know, I want to hear your voice on this. Like, how do you all know when it's a God speaking? One surefire way is it echoes the Bible. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing, pastor. It's aligned with his word. Mm-hmm. Because that is his word. 
and he's not getting ready to change it. He said not one jot or tittle, Hebrew for period or comma, will fall. And he says, I'm the same. He's, he's asking us to predict him if you listen to him. I am the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I'm not going to change. <laughs> so you can afford to read what I did in Isaiah and extrapolate it to your situation today because I do not change. One of the ways we know we've heard from God, and that's so critical, Doctor, that question, how do you know you hear from God versus your own creativity? Not, not being you know, evil or anything, just your own creativity. Mm-hmm. How do you know? One, one way for sure is it will echo God's word. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, as we as we read the Bible, we are hearing from God as the Holy Spirit, you know, begins to engage our minds and draw our attention to particular concepts. So kind of to your point, Dr. Green, certain things will just come alive, they'll jump off the page at you. Mm-hmm. And and I think we also have to recognize that there are false prophets out there and God tells us that in Jeremiah 29 and eight, we've got to be careful about these false prophets. Mm-hmm. Yet he goes on in Jeremiah 29 and 11, and he says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity, not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So what I'm reading, what I'm hearing, is it giving me a future and a hope? If it's not, then I begin to question, is this really from God? Mm-hmm. And in listening and reading and hearing to ask myself, does this glorify God mm-hmm. and benefit his people? Mm-hmm. If it's not glorifying God, if it's not benefiting his people, is it truly from God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to add to that, I would say that, you know, God speaks to us when we've already made that decision that we're going to do what he tells us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, even before he tells us, Luke eight fifteen says, and the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word cling to it and patiently produce a harvest. Again, it points back to that obedience, that attitude of obedience that pastor referenced earlier. You know, if we have that attitude of obedience that before God could even say anything to us, we're already saying yes, Mm. then we're going to bear fruit and we're going to have his blessing. You know, his ongoing blessings about it. So we just have to be ready, be ready when he speaks. I see some um, some good comments too. And I, yeah, because I, I agree. It's like one question that I was thinking about that I heard today and I was like, that resonates with me is, does it make you more like Christ? Hmm. Like, does doing this make you more like, like more merciful, more gracious, more at peace with others, more loving? Like that's what God would tell us to do. If it's causing conflict, mm-hmm. you know, if it's dishonest, it's like, oh, I'm trying to kind of swerve on things like that's that's not god like does it make you more like christ but i see elder span said even if we're actively listening for god we'll miss what he's saying if we're not in the word daily mm-hmm. when he Agreed. speaks he speaks the lyrics of the word mm-hmm. read study do the word you will hear the rhema word for your situation clearly like so being in the word you know helps us to 
to know if what we're hearing, because it's already in us, so we can test yes. it more quickly when we hear yeah. it. Um, and interesting, like Mr. I think it's Jock DaCosta, I may be saying it wrong, mm -hmm. but says he has eight journals from listening to God, wow. inspirationals, wow. prayers, dating back to 2004. He knows he hears wow. God because uh, answers are confirmed with evidence through written and spoken word from the Bible. That's awesome. Wow. Eight journals. I'm, I'm going to take that challenge. I, was I journal say, some, yeah. but not that specifically. I love that. I was going to say when you were talking, you know, and you just feel good, right? Yeah. It feels good afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. When you yeah. act upon something that God has said, you get that good, like, whew, it's just a good feeling. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, no, you're no longer thinking about it or worried about anything. It's just like, oh, it is done. Yes. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the idea we have to train our, not so much our physical ears, but the ears of our spirit. We have to train our ears to what God even sounds like. Mm. And it mm. sounds like the more we spend time in his word, we learn his cadence. We learn his phraseology, his intonation, word choice. Vocabulary. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you learn how he sounds. And the next thing you know, you become a sheep and you know his voice. And another one you won't follow. And the only way a sheep going to know the voice of the shepherd is they hear it enough. They go, wait, now I know that voice. Well, how do you know it? Because mm -hmm. I've heard it over. How can we hear him over and over and over again? He was kind enough to write 66 books <laughs> and say, here, children, here is how I sound. Here's what I sound like. This is kind of the direction of what I say, how I say it how what 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 moves me what i want to move you and if we spend time with that word like elder span said i think elder span said we will learn his voice and then we will hear it it'll resonate but we got to have some word up in our heart first for something in order for it to resonate with something you know and so we feel that word up in our heart and then we hear something that's godly we know that's godly that's god and it was something that's not, even if it sounds good, we'll be like, mm, that ain't God though. Can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I know we're clo coming close up on our time here. And there's one little thing that we did want to share uh, with you, Life Changing Nation. And um, we're going to pull up um, just a one page or takeaway on the screen. Um, the, um, it's a one pager and it just has some little tips on here as it relates to um, good listening. Um, and it's providing six tips or six lessons to good listening. And you'll see that it says it has some supporting scriptures to it, but the six lessons are good listening requires patience. We talked about that as we're waiting to hear from God, being quiet and being patient, waiting to hear from him. We talked about good listening as an act of love, you know, as stated, you know, in Philippians 2, 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Mm. Uh, good listening asks perceptive questions. We talked about those open-ended perceptive questions and the supporting scriptures of Proverbs 20, verse 5. Uh, good listening is ministry. Uh, we mm. talked about that when listening to others, the supporting scriptures here of Proverbs 2, 2, which pastor referenced, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Um, as well as James 1.22, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. <sighs> um, five, good listening prepares us to speak well. Proverbs 18.13 says, spouting off before listening to the facts 
is both shameful and foolish. Yes, ma'am. And lastly, six, good listening reflects our relationship with God, which is really what we've been focused on tonight. Romans 10, 17, which I also saw one of you comment on in the, in the comments. So faith comes from hearing, that mm. is hearing the good news about Christ. And again, anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. And I think uh, Dr. Dr. Green actually referenced that scripture in John 8, 47. So if you'd like to get a copy of this one pager for your records, you can just email us at lti at lifechangingfaith.com. And we will gladly um, send you that copy and you can have it for your reference. And we Karen, thank you would all you, for joining us that? tonight. And would yes. you, give that, will you give that email address one more time? Yes, the email address is lti at lifechangingfaith.com. Beautiful. And I'll turn it over to you, Pastor, to close us out. LTI, Leadership Training Institute. I know your goal is to enable us to lead more like Christ in everything we do, at the house, at the work, job, everything, church. And it's Topics like this, I feel quieted by this tonight. I feel quieted. I feel like I want to go listen. Uh, I ain't playing. And as soon as I, we finish tonight, I'm going to go find my wife and just say, baby, uh, I'm going to say, and what up? And then what? Tell me more. I am, I'm serious. I'm going to do, I just feel, I thank God for y'all so much because you don't, you don't, you're not afraid to go into uh, really challenging topics and, and take us there with scripture so we can come out better than we went in. So I thank God for you tonight, uh, Dr. Green and, and Dr. Karen and, and Dr. Charles. Come on. As far as I'm concerned, all y'all doctors. And, and, and it's just a blessing to be able to come before you and hear what God puts on your heart. And Life Changing Nation, do you realize what a blessing we have in Leadership Training Institute? What a blessing. People who are dedicated to God and dedicated to discipline and learning and to us, and they, and they bring stuff to us that matters and that can help us uh, be more like Christ in the areas where we have influence and, and with those that we have influence. So when you pray tonight, pray for, for Leadership Training Institute, pray that God multiplies back into each of their lives, the time and talent and treasure and just sacrifice they make for us, the life-changing nation. Let everybody around the world Shout, thank God. Thank and God. shout, amen. amen. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you for joining Kingdom Leadership. And we pray you were blessed by today's discussion. You can find us next week at the same place, same time. You may also visit us online to access past episodes and submit questions for future shows by visiting IamAKingdomLeader.com. God is calling us to lead in a way that gives him glory, attracts others, and advances his kingdom. God bless you.